Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy podcast. This week, the twins will be sharing unimaginable survival stories. Melissa will start by telling Jackie the story of Angela Hernandez, a 23-year-old woman who seemingly disappeared while driving to her sister's house. A week passed with no signs of her, until a couple hiking a remote beach area would uncover the truth behind Angela's disappearance. Today's episode could be distressing to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) Hello, creepy cats. Welcome back to You That's Creepy podcast. You guys know who it is. It's Melissa and Jackie, the twins. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Here to give you guys your fix of something creepy or something to make your jaw drop. You know it. So today, Jackie and I wanted to talk about, we wanted to do stories that were, you know, had drama, had the tea, but we didn't want to do stories that had really sad endings. So basically, we're doing some survival stories. Yeah, we wanted to give you guys something where the people actually get through these traumatic events. Seriously. Have you guys seen I Survived? We love that show. We love I Survived. If you've seen it, definitely tell us your favorite episode or like your favorite I Survived story. Yeah, we w- that was our pastime, watching I Survived with our mom one episode and then being like, oh God, turn on something else because they're so sad. (laughs) We would always feel like that was so crazy. Turn on something more light like Forensic Files. (laughs) Yeah. If you guys have never seen it, just be aware. Intense. It it has so much trauma because this is obviously people's most traumatic experiences, but it's not like a crime show where it builds and builds and it's one event at the end. It's 45 straight minutes of trauma. But it is a really good show, so if you guys... um, And it's not all crime. It's people just surviving, you know, natural disasters type stuff, too. It's so good. You have to watch if you haven't. Yeah, so my story that I'm going to tell Jackie was not on that show, but it definitely could be. It's very similar to the kind of things that they would have on that show. So let me just jump right into it. And my story is somewhat recent. The story is from July of 2018 was when this event occurred. Wow. Maybe that's why it's not on the show yet. <laughs> oh, true. I don't, I haven't seen. Um, yeah. I don't know when their last season was. I actually think it got canceled because it wasn't getting a lot of views. Damn it. But there are a lot of the full length episodes on YouTube on uh, A&E, I think. So this story takes place in July of 2018. And basically, our story revolves around a 23-year-old woman named Angela Hernandez. And I don't have a lot of background about Angela's life, because even though this event to me is mind-blowing crazy, they there were articles, but the articles weren't full-length pages of articles going into her life and things like that. So I don't have background about Angela Hernandez's childhood, But what I do know is she was 23, living in Portland, Oregon. Angela was very close to her family. She had an older sister and was close to her parents. 
In July of 2018, Angela wanted to go visit her sister in Lancaster, California, and it would be a 16-hour drive from Portland, Oregon to Lancaster. Angela planned to make the drive in over two days. She wasn't going to just drive 16 hours. She wanted to drive and then pull over, get some sleep, and keep going. Sheesh, that's a long drive. I know. So, Angela, like I said, she was your normal 23-year-old woman, close with her family, talking to them every day, active on social media, on Facebook, and everything like that. She posted selfies of herself, pictures with friends and family. Angela had recently bought a white 2011 Jeep Patriot. She took a really cute photo at the dealership, you know, with the big ribbon on the Jeep before she bought it. The day that she was leaving to visit her sister was July 5th, 2018. She packed up her white Jeep and she got ready for the 16-hour drive from Portland to Lancaster. The drive would take her through San Francisco, Carmel, the Big Sur area. At least that's pretty. Exactly. So it was going to be this gorgeous drive kind of going through all these major players in California And it would be a lot of it along cliff signs and ocean view. On the first day, on July 5th, Angela drove 10 hours and she reached Half Moon Bay, California. And that was where she decided to stop because it was getting dark and everything. Angela decided to stop and pull over in a grocery store parking lot and just sleep in the back seat. She did text her sister and let her know, I'm just going to crash in the car and then I'll get up really early tomorrow and I'll keep driving and I'll probably arrive tomorrow afternoon. The next day on July 6th, it's a sunny California day, Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Angela did, I don't know if she texted her sister in the morning, but she definitely texted her at night when she was about to fall asleep in the Jeep. So on July 6th, Angela's sister is um, calling her to check in, but Angela is not answering the phone. At first, she doesn't really think much of it because obviously she's driving and she's just thinking, you know, she maybe she's just driving straight here. But as the day goes on, Angela's family doesn't hear from her. They're still texting her and calling her. They are messaging her on Facebook and they're not getting a response. So there are, they are getting worried, but they're hoping maybe somehow her phone died and she's still just driving here and wants to just get straight here. That would make me really, really worried, though. I know. The, like, it would be hard not to just be scared. The pit in your stomach realizing that someone's not answering the phone when yeah. you call them on repeat. And they're supposed to be somewhere. Then it gets to night on July 6th, and they still haven't seen Angela. They haven't heard anything from her. She didn't show up. She didn't give any updates or calls, texts, nothing. The family at this point knows that something had to have happened because she was checking in very frequently with Angela's sister saying, you know, I'm here, I'm blah, blah, blah. And then on July 6th, it just stopped. Then nothing. Yeah, definitely something going on. The Hernandez family reported Angela missing that night when she didn't show up in Lancaster. 
Police start looking for Angela immediately. The search that police did was really great. They didn't make the family wait or anything like that. They immediately started tracking her cell phone activity from the day she was seen. During their search, police found that Angela's cell phone was last active near Davenport, California, which would have been an hour south from the grocery store parking lot where Angela had spent the night. So it could have been on her way. Right. The drive from the grocery store to Lancaster would have taken Angela down Highway 1 for quite some time. And so police think, okay, well, that's a great start. We'll tool around Highway 1. We'll look around and see if we can find any traces of an accident or anything like that. They didn't find anything, but it is noted that on that morning, it had to have been July 7th at this point, the next day when police started looking for her on Highway 1, they did make an announcement that it was extremely foggy. So, They were still looking and they still could see signs of accidents, but it was very foggy and that could have played into things. It seemed at first that Angela had left the grocery store parking lot where she had slept and continued her journey. Police and family started to wonder maybe though if something happened when she spent the night at the grocery store, like maybe someone... Maybe something happened to her and someone just took her phone because her phone was moving, but she wasn't really communicating with anyone. So police wondered that. Or if someone, like, got in the car and made her drive somewhere, held her hostage. Good point. That's what I was kidnapping, but, like, they, you know. They do consider that because the grocery store was next to a homeless person's encampment. I don't know if the if it was still there or if it was previously there, but either way, the area wasn't it wasn't great, but it wasn't crime ridden and things like that. Police wonder maybe what if, but they don't see anything that would make you think think there were signs of a struggle or a kidnapping or anything like that. Police and Angela's family are continuing their search. Luckily, police can confirm that Angela was seen on CCTV footage at a gas station filling up her Jeep Patriot. And that gas station was another hour south of Davenport, along the route she would have taken to Lancaster. So she made some progress. Exactly. Even though she's still missing, what police are finding is a good sign because they're seeing that she at least made it two hours from the grocery store that she was, and it was the direction. They see her on the CCTV footage, and there's no one else in the car. It's just Angela in the Jeep. At this point, police are finding clues, but they don't have anything concrete. Even though they see Angela on the CCTV footage, it kind of leads to even more mystery because she's acting normally. Nothing's wrong with the Jeep. No one else is in the car. As a couple more days are going by, they're still not finding Angela. The family decides to bring in a drone to look along Highway 1 in case there was some some sort of accident or signs of an accident, but they didn't find anything, and Highway 1 was incredibly large and windy in cliffside at times. Even though they have a drone, 
it would, for you to search the entire Highway 1 via drone of where she could have been on would have taken weeks because it was, it's not just like she was on Highway 1 for 15 minutes. She was going to be traveling on that highway for hours. So think of taking a drone across an hour drive of a highway would take days. But sadly, even though they're using it, they don't see anything. But isn't that crazy in 2018? That's kind of cool that they can do that. I know. I was thinking that. We're coming so far with investigations that now we can use drones to search. And I don't know if that was the Hernandez family's idea or the police, but either way, great idea. Either way, they're doing good on this investigation. Yeah, they really are. Like, the police traced her cell phone footage and found her on CCTV, I believe, within two days of her being disappeared, which is really astounding on that end that they could find all of that. Yeah, they're killing it. The family searches on foot, going through rocky oceanside cliffs, looking over the edges, walking along any sort of highway one that they could, just basically doing everything they could in their power to see where was Angela. The Hernandez family also put together a $10,000 reward within two or so days that they hoped would bring in tips to find Angela. At this point, they were thinking maybe foul play had happened. It's so tragic, too, because I read in one article that Angela's family, the Hernandez family, had Angela had a brother who had disappeared for several years before he was finally found deceased. Oh, my gosh. So it just adds in even more trauma for the family that they kind of already have been through this. And it was years he was disappeared and missing before anyone had found him. And then when he was found, he was deceased. And I just think for the Hernandez family, that must have hurt so much trying to find Angela, but also thinking about the son that they had lost and trying not to think of that. It just adds in so much more for this family, why they're so much more desperate to find Angela as soon as possible. But because of that, the family is also certain that Angela would not have run away on her own, knowing the trauma that they had been through with her brother disappeared disappearing they know she didn't just run away or just choose to disappear yeah she wouldn't put them through that exactly detectives ramp up their investigations they bring in helicopters at this point to perform aerial searches while angela's family works on the ground putting up missing posters in the town where angela would have traveled through It's kind of the perfect example of the police and the family working together. Like, the police are bringing in the big dogs and the helicopters and doing that. Angela's family is making posters and putting them around. We love to see it. Yeah, work together. The sheriff's office made public statements saying that Angela had disappeared, advising that there was a heavy fog in the area at the time the next day when they were trying to search and possibly at the time of her disappearance. Numerous family members are coming into town to help the parents and Angela's sister put up flyers and search more. However, a full week passed where Angela was last seen on the CCTV footage with no signs, no traces, no tips. Jeez, a whole week? Yeah. On Saturday, July 14th, the family gathers a search party together in hopes of finding Angela's Jeep Patriot or finding any signs of her. Now, that's exactly seven days after Angela's disappearance. 
As the Hernandez family is getting the search party together on July 14th, a husband and wife named Chad and Chelsea Moore went out hiking around the Big Sur area of California. The young couple hiked down through a rocky cliff area and made their way to the shoreline. And this was a very remote area. It wasn't even considered really a beach because no one would go there. It's very rocky and cliffside. Chad and Chelsea are walking, looking through the rocky area, and they notice something odd, and it appeared to be a car bumper. What? They go around the side of the cliff, and they see a full white Jeep, mangled and dented on the edge of this cliff, just completely beyond use. It's embedded in the sand. Chad and Chelsea are shocked, and they assume that the Jeep had to have gone over the cliff. They didn't know if police had already come and assessed the scene or what, so they just thought, let's take some items, we'll take write down the license plate or take a picture, we'll grab what we can grab, and we'll leave, and we'll go back to police and let them know that this Jeep is on the bottom of this cliff. That's exactly what they do. And they take what they can grab. They're about to leave. And as they are walking away from the Jeep shortly after 6 p.m., they hear the faint calls of a woman yelling, help. Oh, my God. I was going to say, please tell me they don't walk away. They don't find her. And the young woman was Angela Hernandez. And she was curled up on some rocks. After seven days. That's so sad. Yep. Now, I'm sure everyone is like, okay, well, what the hell? So, I'll just now tell Angela's story and tell what happened. Angela had been driving down Highway 1 on July 6th, much like everyone suspected. You know, she left the grocery store parking lot. Nothing had happened. She got gas, and she continued along her way. As she drove along Highway 1, it was a very steep cliff area along the coast when a small little critter jumped out in front of her car. Without even thinking, Angela swerved to avoid the little bunny or whatever. I think it was a bunny. And was sent between 200 to 250 feet over the side of the cliff in her white Jeep. Oh my god, that's like definitely one of my worst nightmares. I know. They say in this area that if you see an animal or something crossing the road, as horrible as it is, you're not even supposed to swerve or stop because of the risk that you take. But at the same time, it's such a natural reaction. Yeah, it's like a reflex. Yeah, I don't even think Angela obviously meant to do it. She just swerved, and before she knew it, her car is careening off the side of this 250-foot freaking cliff. When her car went over the cliff, obviously Angela was knocked unconscious. She doesn't really remember even flying over the side of the cliff. She just remembers swerving. And the next thing she knows, she wakes up in her Jeep to water splashing around her knees. And in a later Facebook post, Angela... Angela made a very long Facebook post telling everything that happened, basically, in her memories of it. She's like, stop asking me. I'll just write it in this Facebook post. Basically, she's like, here's the blog. Everyone get your story. Here's your tea. I'll just give it to you. 
Yeah, and a lot of the articles written are just based around her Facebook post because of how long it was. Wow, good for her. Angela says she wakes up and she was in a lot of pain. She touched her head and she saw blood on her hands, so she knew that her head was bleeding pretty profusely. She was so confused by what happened, she wrote on her Facebook that all she could think of was her sister, Isabel, who she was trying to visit. Aww. So in a panic, Angela just started screaming out Isabel's name. And meanwhile, she's like, her Jeep is in the ocean. Oh my god. It's so, so sad. As the water continued to rise in the Jeep, Angela had to think fast. She removed her seatbelt and she found a window breaker tool, you know, one of those multi-tools that you keep in your front seat, thankfully. Yeah. She used the tool to hit the side of the window repeatedly and break the window. Angela said that every bone in her body hurt as she had to use all of her strength to break out this window. Finally, the window broke out. Angela had to drag herself out of the car and into the ocean where she had to swim to get back on shore. Oh my god. That is seriously crazy. Like a movie. Exactly. She was so exhausted once she got to the beach that she just passed out again. When she awoke, she she was lying on the beach and the sun was still shining. She doesn't know how long she had been unconscious. Angela could see her car. It was now half covered in water and the roof was torn off. It was in this area where it wasn't it wasn't her car fully engulfed in water. It was at the edge of the cliff, so sometimes with the tide, it'd be a lot more covered than other times. Do they have pictures of it? Yes, I okay. will put pictures. It is mangled and crazy. Literally, a car at the bottom of a fucking cliff. I go to look it up. <laughs> yeah, okay, hold on. I'll let Jackie look so you guys can hear the reaction. Angela Hernandez. And if you guys hear a light tapping... It's raining out right now. I hope it's therapeutic for you all. Oh my god. Yes. How did a human even survive that? That is truly insane thinking that somebody could survive that. Like, I could not even imagine. And in the Jeep's defense, it held up more than you would expect it to. Yeah, it is pretty, like, compact, but you can just tell it's obviously jacked up. Yeah, it's nuts. Looking at her car, Angela kind of finally realizes what happened. And, you know, when she was in the car with the water, it was happening so fast. She didn't realize what had happened. But now waking back up on the beach, she looks over and she realizes, I just went over the cliff in my Jeep. Like, wow. (laughs) I'm sure that's what she thought. But (laughs) and a lot of other things. Angela was in a lot of pain at this point. Her shoulders, hips, back, her legs, everything just hurt so tremendously bad. Sadly, she had no food or water. Her only water bottle was in her car and she could not reach it due to the wreckage and the tide coming in. She had no shoes on. Her socks were ripped up very quickly from the beach because of how rocky it was. Her jeans were ripped and torn as well. And she's just totally helpless because she's so far down at the cliff. If she yelled up, no one can hear her. And at the same time, she's right next to the ocean. Even if someone was standing up at the top of the cliff, they might not hear her because of how loud the ocean is. The days start to kind of just blend together as Angela is there. She did have a head injury, so 
Her memory isn't fully together for every single day. But Angela does, she guesses that around the third day was when she finally was able to get some water. Angela noticed that there were rocks covered in moss near the area she had been laying and the moss would get wet with water. Using a small hose that had been removed from the Jeep during the crash, she was able to drip the water through the hose and use it to drink. Wow, that's really impressive. And luckily, when she drank the water, she realized that it was fresh. It wasn't salt water. So that was like a miracle because that was all she had was the water from the moss. That's like just so insane. And it's crazy, like God, God's plan for him. I know it sounds stupid, but for for rocks to be there at this yeah. cliff side of the ocean, to even have rocks with moss to have water. To catch fresh water. Yeah, that's so true. Crazy. Angela says that she spent probably the next hour just at those rocks getting as much water as she could and drinking. And then the other days that she were on the beach was just spent... She would walk as far as she could, trying to get someone's attention, see if there would be anyone around the beach anywhere, basically. Angela could see cars driving by up on the cliffside, but they couldn't see her because the cliff was so steep and it was a bendy sort of road. She would yell as loud as she could, but again, no one was around to hear her. And even though she could see cars, they wouldn't be able to hear because of the ocean and she was so far down. Every day, Angela would walk up and down the stretch of the beach, despite how much pain she was in, just hoping to see or find anyone. Then at night, she would find the highest point that she could climb up on the side of the cliff and use a small area to sleep. Because the tide would come in and it would get too much for her to stay on on the beach. Each morning, Angela would be awoken by the mist spraying from the ocean and then would watch the sun rise from her little cliff edge. Aww. The days continued to drag on and Angela's becoming more sunburnt and dehydrated, not to mention hungry as hell. She hasn't eaten at all. Her feet are killing her from the sand and the rocks and she had to dodge little crabs that were crawling across the beach. And she doesn't have shoes on. Darn little crabs. With no stimulation, no one to speak to, Angela only had her mind, and she said that there would be times where a song that she hadn't heard in years would be stuck in her head on repeat, and then she would try and just daydream about all the food she would eat once she got found. Angela never gave up hope, and she said that she would also imagine the faces of the people that would find her, and like just basically put together someone's face and imagine that someone would find her and how excited they would be to find one another. She's manifesting. Honestly, she kind of is. So after spending a full week on the beach by herself, after going 250 feet over a cliff and breaking your car window and swimming out, clearly Angela is growing incredibly weak. One day she is lying in the rocks near her car. It was about 20 feet or so from her car and she was just like curled curled up lying down and she thought she heard something. Then for a second Angela thought she was dreaming because she saw a young woman looking around the wreckage of her white Jeep Patriot. Angela yelled for help and realized that she wasn't dreaming 
Before the young woman, who we now know as Chelsea Moore, her rescuer, could respond, Angela had got up and made her way over to the woman as quick as she could, where she also saw a man standing there, who was Chelsea's husband, Chad, and the couple was just in disbelief. They probably both thought they were dreaming. (laughs) Yeah, because they're looking at this wreckage thinking... No one could have survived this. And then this woman walks right up to them. And she, they said in their words, she looked like hell, obviously. Her jeans are, she barely has socks. They're so torn up. She barely has jeans. They're so torn up. It's just so sad, but yet so miraculous at the same time. Chad and Chelsea asked Angela if she was in the Jeep that had crashed, and Angela said she was. Chelsea finally realized that she had seen posters around the area of Angela being missing that week, and she realized that this girl had to have accidentally crashed off the side of this cliff and survived. Chelsea ran as fast as she could down the beach and up a nearby trail to call for an ambulance, while Chad stayed with Angela, gave her his fresh water, and tried to talk to her. Mm, So sweet. First responders arrived, and they had to use ropes to pull Angela up. That's how incredibly steep the cliff was. Like, you couldn't even walk down there and find her. It's pretty impressive the couple was going down there. They had to take a really long trail, I think, which would have been miles. So, for Angela, I think it was too far for her to walk with her injuries, so they had to use ropes to just, like, grab her. But, yeah, it is... It is actually a miracle that Chad and Chelsea found her because the area was so remote. Once Angela finally arrived at a hospital, she was told that she had four fractured ribs, a broken collarbone, a collapsed lung, ruptured blood vessels in both of her eyes, a brain hemorrhage, and then other minor injuries. That's insane that she survived. And for a week, she swam, walked around, climbed up tiny parts of a cliff. Just crazy. Full-on survivalist mode. Yeah. Angela's family was contacted as well, and luckily they were able to call off the Saturday search with the best news possible. That's amazing. On her Facebook, Angela wrote a long post explaining what had happened, like I said, and what she remembers from that week. Speaking on Chad and Chelsea, Angela wrote, quote, I couldn't believe that they were even real. I couldn't believe that we had finally found each other, end quote. Oh, I wonder if they matched with she manifested like what she was visualizing i don't know <laughs> i wonder if she could even remember she was in such a daze, like yeah. not eating not drinking being out in the hot sun she was so sunburnt i believe she had like really bad maybe even third maybe even burns on her hands and feet from the sun i'm sure it was all like a fever dream yeah Chad Moore has responded to Angela's statements by saying, I can't believe you're alive, Angela. You're a hero. That's unreal. You made it. Oh, I love them. I know. And let me end with a happy quote from Angela's Facebook post. Quote, but at the end of the day, none of that matters. I feel like I have everything I've ever wanted. I'm sitting here at the hospital laughing with my sister until she makes my broken bones hurt. Oh, I've experienced something so unique and terrifying. I can't imagine that there isn't a bigger purpose for me in this life. I don't know, you guys. Life is incredible. 
Hell yeah, Angela. That is a great survival story. Like, survivor. Straight up. She could have... She could have passed just in the Jeep after the crash, but she didn't. Right? Like, did not give up. Let alone didn't for get seven negative. days. Seven days, yeah. And never once was she like, poor me, no one is ever going to find me. I'll never get found. It was always like, when I get found, I'm going to eat all this food. When I get found, it will be by this person. Staying positive and just having such a good mindset, like... After you've been through such a bad accident, that's amazing. I feel like it proves, too, that mindset is really so much. I wonder if she felt negatively, you know, if it would have been a different outcome. Who's to say? But either way, I just love that story because she's such a fighter and... Such an inspiration. To go over a 250-foot cliff, then have to break your window and swim out, and then spend seven days alone, no food, no water, on a remote beach and you're still having hope like wow i know it's so amazing and chad and chelsea like i seriously think it's just god's plan that they were there on that remote beach they had other plans too that got like canceled and that was why they went down on the beach that day it wasn't their first plan so that is crazy like just such divine timing i know such a good story Thank you. I'm very happy I found that one, and it's so sweet, and I hope Angela is out there today flourishing. I could have crept on Facebook, but I didn't want to just, like, go into her personal life that much. I figured I would read the articles and let her Facebook be hers, but... Yeah, because even though she's a survivor, I'm sure that's not... No one wants to be remembered just for, like, one story, so... You do you, Angela. We're rooting for you. Yeah. I love Angela Hernandez, and I hope Chad and Chelsea Moore are also out there living their best lives because they are heroes as well. Yeah, we're also giving you all a round of applause because everyone in this story did amazing. Even the freaking investigation, the police department was on top of it. It's not their fault that they didn't find her because it was such a remote area. Yeah. Everybody in the story just had, like good vibes and they looked in that area they just said that the cliff was so steep it was just hard for them to look over every single cliffside and things like that but i do agree the police did a really great job and the family the way that they worked together really did help find things and chelsea said that she remembered seeing that poster so it's like that was straight up just the family and their work putting in all those posters and the help of the police so Nice. We like a good positive story for once. Just an inspiring one all around for our Easter week. It really was. We hope that you guys like this story, and we hope that it was a good one for the holiday week. Yeah, I hope you guys liked it. Sorry if there was any light rain. I hope it could be relaxing, though. Or like the sound of us like we're on the edge of a cliff. Oh my god, no. (laughs) No, we don't want that. But I hope you guys liked this story. Everyone in it was a hero, so I hope we just had some good energy from the story today. Yeah, and let us know if you guys like more survival stories, more positive ones. We can sprinkle those throughout the podcast a little more often. Or if you Hellcats want all tragedy, let us know that too. (laughs) Yeah, if you want that dark drama, let us know. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy. We hope you guys have a good holiday, and we will see you next time on another episode. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at Ew, That's Creepy Podcast, or send us an email at Ew, That's Creepy Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. 
Thanks, creepy cats.